Welcome to This Is Your Life with Michael Hyatt, where our goal is to help you win at work and succeed at life. My name is Michelle Kashat, and joining me in today's conversation is Michael Hyatt. Hey there, Michael. Hey, Michelle. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, I love a good vacation. In fact, as far back as I can remember, uh, I mean, literally, as far back as I can remember, my parents planned a family vacation every single year, at least one, if not more than one. We went camping to the Grand Tetons. We uh, we get a cabin in Minnesota and go fishing. I know it's hard to believe, but wow. I'm a fisherwoman. Can you believe that? I love I that. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. I love fishing. Uh, we would go to the grandparents' house, or we would do all different things. But vacations were uh, pretty much the highlight of our childhood. My brother would agree. It's one of the best and happiest memories that we have. So how about you, Michael? Does your family do vacations either when you were growing up or now? You know, we didn't do many. Um, We didn't have a lot of money. And so a vacation for us looked like driving across Nebraska from Omaha, where we live, to western Nebraska, where we used to live and where my grandparents still live, and spending a couple weeks, sometimes the entire summer, uh, with them. The kids would spend with them. Or occasionally I would go to uh, Arvada, Outside of Denver, where you live. <laughs> wow, Arvada, really? Yeah, and so that was like the that was like the big deal to go there. <laughs> and so I would stay with my aunt and uncle for a week or so. And I remember one time uh, we even went up into the mountains and spent a week up at I think it was Evergreen or someplace. Uh huh. And and that was pretty much the extent of it. I mean, we just we didn't do many vacations. Maybe that's why I appreciate them now. Yeah, absolutely. Do you make it an intention to do a vacation now? Yes. I, I would say that, um, you know, in the corporate world, you know, typically you get like two weeks and we'd always be intentional about that. And when the kids were small and we were broke, we didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, we would tend to go to in-laws or outlaws or someplace. But then I think as we started to get a little bit more margin in our lives financially and also got more time off, then we were more intentional. And really the last five years since I left uh, the corporate world, and I'm on my own. And of course, I'm in a very different stage in life from probably most of the people that are listening even to this podcast. But Gail and I typically take off uh, three one-week vacations a year, and then we'll take off a month-long uh, sabbatical every year. So we're very intentional about it now. We try to have a rhythm between uh, rest and play and then just working full out. Excellent. I love that. Today, we're talking about how to vacation like a pro. And Michael, you're going to give us seven steps for recharging with intention. But before we get into the how-to of vacationing like a pro, I think it would be a good idea to talk about the benefits of vacation. For those who may be skeptical about whether or not vacations are really a good idea, those who don't want to give up their their momentum or whatever you want to say, what kind of benefits do you see when it comes to taking a a vacation? Well, they're huge. And in fact, I would say uh, vacations are not optional. They're essential. And I used to have people that worked for me, even when I was at Thomas Nelson, that for whatever reason, I don't know if it was fear or they were just compulsive workaholics, they wouldn't take a vacation. Maybe they were afraid that if they were gone, something bad would happen at the office, they'd lose Mm -hmm. their job, or people would find out that they weren't as indispensable as they tried to portray themselves. But I think it's absolutely essential. It's it's essential for your physical health. You know, we need that kind of rest, just like we need sleep. Mm -hmm. We need adequate rest. We need to break up, you know, those periods where we're working hard, and we've got to take time to rest and reflect and all the rest. It's important emotionally. Uh You know, you just... 
you know how it is when you go hard and you don't take any rest, you kind of get on your last nerve and you're mm-hmm. not as resourceful anymore to the people that you're called to serve, to the people that you're called to love. And so I think for a whole lot of reasons, spiritual, relational, all the reasons you can think of, uh, vacations are essential. Absolutely essential. So for those of you who think this podcast doesn't apply to you, uh, Michael would say that that would be an incorrect assumption, (laughs) that this is absolutely essential for all of us. And what we want to do today during this episode is teach you how to vacation like a pro. So if you're going to go to all the effort to take time off from work, to take time to get away, which is effort, you and I both know, Michael, right? It takes as much work to plan like ahead for a vacation. It does. Uh, And then to catch up when you get back. But if you're going to do that, uh, we want to give you the steps you need in order to make sure that you're making the most of your time while you're away. So we have seven steps to talk about today, Michael. Why don't you start us off with number one? Okay. Number one is to understand the various types of vacation. So let's just talk about uh, purpose. So there's a lot of different purposes you can have for a vacation. So a few years ago, Gail and I went to Fiji. It was a fantastic trip. It took us forever to get there, but it was primarily, at least the first half of that vacation was primarily a health cleanse. So we did some juicing, we were doing some really clean eating, and we focused on our health. And then we spent, you know, a couple uh, or a week after that uh, in a seminar, but that was a tremendous vacation, but that was the purpose. Sometimes you just need a change of pace. You know, Mm -hmm. so even if you're only going to do a staycation, which means you're not going to go anywhere, you're just going to stay in your home. It's just a change of pace. You're not Mm going to go into the office. You're not going to have your commute. You're not going to check email, perhaps. Um, You're just going to make it really different, but you're in the same location. You know, another purpose, and this is one of my favorite ones, is just rest and renewal. So several years ago, this goes back to when I was at Thomas Nelson, um, I had to go on a business trip to Rio de Janeiro because we had an office Uh, in Brazil. And so I took Gail with me and my two youngest daughters. And we did, the first part of the trip was business in Rio. Kids loved that. But then we drove up to Buzios, which is on the eastern coast of Brazil. And it was a fantastic experience. Just this kind of lazy, quiet fishing and surfing village. Mm -hmm. And we hung out there for a week. And it was totally refreshing. We ate fresh fish every day. We got massages. I mean, we just laid out in the sun. It was fantastic. Another purpose is a spiritual pilgrimage. Okay. I don't know if you've ever done this, but this was now about 20 years ago, but I went to Mount Athos in Greece and I went around to all these different monasteries. There's 21 different monasteries on Mount Athos, this little peninsula that juts out of uh, Greece into the Aegean Sea. And I was there for three weeks and it was amazing, amazing time of spiritual refreshment and really re-energizing spiritually and thinking about, you know, transcendent kinds of things. And Uh um, it was a great time. I'm going to give you one more, then I'll stop. Um, Another one is just sightseeing and, or, or connecting. Now, next week after next, Gail and I are taking our oldest granddaughter, Ellie, uh, on a one week trip. Now we do this with each of the grandkids. This will be the second grandkid we've done this with. We took Finn, our oldest grandson last year, to the Washington DC area and saw a lot of mm-hmm. the, the revolutionary war stuff. This time we're going West. So we're going to the grand Canyon, which believe it or not, none of us have ever been to. <laughs> I lived in Arizona and I didn't see the grand Canyon until just a few really? years ago. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, I've heard it's spectacular. It is. We're going to go I mean, to Bryce really Canyon. 
and a few other places. But really the purpose of that trip is uh, sightseeing. We want to see some places uh-huh. we've never seen, but mostly it's about connecting with people we love. And in this case, our granddaughter. I love that. And there's so many different kinds of, uh, like, as you said, different purposes, different kinds of vacations that you can do. And I just want to make a note here for those who are listening and saying that they don't have the money to go to Greece and do monasteries and they can't go to the Grand Canyon, whatever. There are alternatives uh, that are just as valuable, that are much easier to do and less expensive, and in many cases, free. I, in fact, I have friends that go to local monasteries for three or four days, uh, and all they need to pay is a donation, and they yep. will go and get away and have a spiritual retreat for three or four days at this local monastery. And simply that experience is, uh, is uh, so valuable for them to recharge, and it doesn't really cost hardly anything. Well, totally. And that really leads us to the second point, which is to choose the vacation that makes sense for you. You know, what can you afford? What do you need? (laughs) And when the kids were small and we were pretty much broke, I remember one year we said, gosh, we don't really have enough money to go on a vacation, but we need a vacation. The kids need a vacation. We want to be together. So we spent a couple hundred dollars and bought some camping equipment. And we didn't buy a lot. You know, we bought a tent (laughs) Uh, we already had a few, uh, sleeping bags. We borrowed a few sleeping bags and I think we bought some pots and pans so that we could cook on the stove. And it was an unbelievable experience. The kids still talk about that experience to this day. (laughs) I mean, that was an experience where it rained real hard one night and the tent collapsed on top of us and everybody was wet, but everybody remembers that because of the adversity. So (laughs) true. So true. So I think you've got to ask yourself, what do you, what can you afford? What can you realistically do? You know, I would not go into debt for a vacation. I think another thing is what do you need? And as you probably know, I like to start with the end in mind. So the thing that we ask ourselves today is how do we want to feel when we come out of this vacation? And so then we reverse engineer it, you know, so Gail will have very different things than I'll have. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I want some unprogrammed downtime where I can just read, where I can sleep in, where I can have long conversations over a glass of wine or over coffee. She, on the other hand, she really likes activity. So she's less like this than she used to be, but she likes to see a lot of stuff. So like last Mm -hmm. year when we went to to Washington and Virginia and all those places uh, with Finn, you know, she wanted to pack as much into the day as she possibly could. But we talked about that on the front end, so I didn't end up resenting it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't resent it when I wanted to have some time off because we we programmed that into uh, the vacation. So you got to just start with creating a vacation that makes sense for you and starting with the end in mind. So choose a vacation that makes sense for you would be the second step to uh, having a vacation like a pro for uh, planning some kind of getaway that helps you recharge with intention. What is step number three? Step number three is to get caught up before you leave. And okay, I is, hate this one, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because I'm never more productive than I am in the few days before I go on well, vacation. and that is true. That is so true. So I kind of dread it, but I like how I feel um, when I get done, which is kind of the whole point of this. Even if you have to work late for a few nights before you leave, you're going to rest better knowing your physical and your digital inboxes are, are empty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've been practicing good email habits uh, along the way, uh, this is not going to be as overwhelming as it may sound, but I, I literally, and this is for me next week, I've got a video shoot next week, 
And then I've got the week after that, I've got uh, this trip with, uh, with Ellie. So for two days, Thursday and Friday, we've got those blocked off for me to get totally caught up and also to get prepared for the trip because we're leaving first thing mm-hmm. on, on Saturday morning. So, you know, again, I just think that you're never more productive when you do that. And the great advantage of it is, is that if you will get caught up, then you're not dragging work into mm-hmm. your vacation, which I, I, it takes real discipline. I mean, I, I know yes. guys, and I've been that guy where, you know, especially back in the BlackBerry days when we first started to have cell phones and have email access while we were away, you know, I'd be the guy that was still checking the stuff on, on vacation. And I, I brought it with me in large part because I didn't finish it before I left. And there's going to be some other things we're going to talk about to keep that from happening. But one of the first things to do is to get caught up so you have the psychic and spiritual space, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you've got a clean slate and you can go in total peace, not wondering what you've left undone. Well, in the experience, what you're saying right now completely changes the experience of the vacation. I just came from a vacation where I didn't get everything done and it took several days before I really could settle into the vacation because I was still trying to clean up loose ends. And it's so frustrating. So it absolutely makes sense to get caught up before you leave, which is step number three. Well, and and if you don't do that and you drag it into the vacation, The thing I hate about that is then you're not fully present in Mm -hmm. the vacation. And I think this is a real problem we have, especially as the number of digital tools that we have have increased, is that it's very easy to be someplace other than where you are. Mm -hmm. So you see this all the time. So, you know, people are in meetings at work and they're daydreaming about being home or, you know, fishing or pursuing a hobby or whatever. And then they get to that place where they have the opportunity to do that. They're on a vacation or whatever. And now they're, you know, thinking about all the stuff that's left undone at work and wondering and worried about what's going to happen when they get back. And I think the key is that I want to, I want to take all of myself and be fully present Mm -hmm. wherever I am and getting caught up before I leave is the key to that. All right. So, so far we've talked about the first three steps to uh, recharging with intention. The first is to understand the various types of vacation. This is your purpose. Uh, to choose a vacation that makes sense for you. It's not going to be the same for you as it is for somebody else. The third step, to get caught up before you leave. And step number four is? To delegate authority to act in your absence. Now, if you don't have anybody working for you, this may not be important. But if you're a leader and you've got a department or you've got an executive assistant or people counting on you for decisions, then you've got to set this up. Otherwise, those same people are going to be calling you while you're on vacation, or the organization is going to come to a standstill while you're gone. So, you know, hopefully you're already in the habit of delegating authority, just sort of as Mm -hmm. a matter of course, as a good leader, but you're going to want to push authority and responsibility down to the lowest level possible. And so what I typically do when I leave is that I appoint one of my direct reports to act as my proxy in my absence. Okay. Now it's easy today Mm-hmm. because Megan, my oldest daughter, is the COO of my company. So she, heck, she makes all the decisions anyway. But uh, <laughs> Go, Megan. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but back when I was in corporate world, and that wasn't the case, maybe I had four or five people that were reporting to me, and they were all kind of co-equal. I would just pick somebody, because I saw it as a training opportunity uh-huh. for those people to uh, learn some things. And so I would send out an, em- an email to my immediate t- team, and I would say something like this, while I'm away, I've authorized Joe to make any decisions that need to be made on my behalf. He has my complete confidence. Whatever decisions he makes will have my support 
when I return. I love that. That's okay? great. I mean, so nobody's going to second guess him, uh-huh. including me. Well, you set okay? everybody up for success. Totally. And I can tell you that an email like that uh, suddenly invests the person you're delegating to with authority and your confidence, and they take it very seriously, uh-huh. right? So <laughs> I know. I, uh, I feel the weight of that mantle of responsibility as you say it, because you're well, right. It's true. Uh-huh. But, it, but it also keeps things from getting bottlenecked while you're gone. You know, the truth is, most decisions can wait. You know, I can't think of a single instance, actually I can think of one, but only one instance in all my career where there was an emergency that required somebody to call me on a vacation. And I remember it's when I had a business uh, with Robert Walgamuth and he had to call me because we had a problem, a very serious problem with one of our employees. And so he called me when I was in Mexico and uh, which in those days was very expensive, Uh but that was like the only time we talked for 10 minutes and then it was done. Mm-hmm. But most decisions, this was a crisis, it was an emergency, but most decisions can wait. So if the person doesn't feel comfortable, that's fine, but they can go ahead and keep things from getting uh, bottlenecked and the work can continue to move forward in your absence. So uh, number four, step number four is delegate authority to act in your absence. So it's really, I mean, it's just like a big breath exhale for you personally. So you can fully engage with uh, the person you're vacationing with and be fully present. I mean, it's such a great idea to take care of that before you leave. Well, it is important too, because I think some of us may be believing our own press and we think we're indispensable. (laughs) Well, the truth is we have to get over it. (laughs) Yes, we do. Sometimes when you get out of the way, it's amazing what your people can accomplish. Well, and it's probably a little shocking when you come back and realize how well things went without you. (laughs) Well, Michael, before we continue our discussion on how to vacation like a pro, you have a free resource you want to tell our listeners about. I do. So I hear from people all the time who feel overwhelmed, they feel overworked, they're close to burnout. And Being exhausted from work is just epidemic, and I think it's stealing our most precious commodity, which is our time and our energy. So I put together a free ebook called Shave 10 Hours Off Your Work Week, which I know for many people, they're going to go, what? That's possible? (laughs) Well, if you feel like you're not getting the most important things in your life done, I've outlined some very effective strategies in this ebook that you can use to be more productive, find more free time, and feel better about your week. So all you got to do to get it, and again, did I mention it's free? Just go to michaelhyde.com slash 10 hours, one zero hours to receive this resource as a complimentary bonus for signing up for my newsletter. I can't even imagine all that I could do with an extra 10 hours in my week. I mean, I'm thinking- It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. I'm thinking of a pretty long nap each day. That sounds fantastic for me. And all you have to do to get this free ebook is go to michaelhyatt.com forward slash 10 hours, correct? That's correct. And all you're going to do is enter your first name, and then you're going to enter your email address, and then you're going to click submit. And then you're going to be able to download the ebook again for free and you'll have it. And hopefully it'll be very, very helpful. Couldn't be more simple than that. Thank you, Michael. And I hope everybody who's listening today takes advantage of that. Now, let's go back and talk about how to vacation like a pro. So far, we've talked about the first four of seven steps to recharge with intention. As Michael said at the beginning of this episode, uh, taking a vacation is really not optional. You're going to have to unplug and disconnect from your fast-paced life periodically. And a vacation is a great way to do that. But uh, doing a vacation isn't 
easy sometimes. It requires some intention and some thought and planning ahead. And so far, Michael, you've given us four great steps. Let's go ahead and dig into step number five. Yeah, step number five is to set other people's expectations. You know, if you don't tell people you're on vacation, they're not going to know. You know, they're going to still send you emails or make phone calls and they're going to expect a response. So you've got to make sure your voicemail and your email notifications are turned on. You know, you're out of office messages. You got to tell people you're not going to be checking messages. I, you know, I may check them, but I'm going to tell people I'm not going to check messages and then tell them what to do in an emergency. So they've got to have a, a path that if they need a decision or need something from your company or from you, they've got a way to do that. And typically I give them my assistant's name and her email address so that they can contact uh, her. You should also tell them when you're going to return so they know when to expect a reply. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, it's, it's very rare for people to not respect that or to try to contact you, um, you know, when you're on a vacation, particularly if you set the expectation. But I think it's important to try to deal with this on the front end so that you're not getting these email messages and all that. Now, I'll tell you something that's pretty radical that I've done just in the last four years. I have an email uh, responder, an out-of-office message that says, look, I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be gone uh, for the next whatever it is, 10 days. And during that time, I'm going to be deleting all the email messages that hit this box. And um, if you have an emergency, contact Susie, and I give them her email address. But then I explain why. I, I say, I'm going to be deleting these email messages for two reasons. Number one, by the time I get back, it will likely have been handled. Uh-huh. And number two, if I come back to a full inbox, I'm going to curse my vacation <laughs> and wish I hadn't taken it. <laughs> so, true. so So I use um, Google's rules, and I just set an email rule that says, delete this email message. And I, and I tell people, if, you, if you've got something that still is not resolved by the time I get back, contact me again. I know that sounds radical, but people actually love it. I've had so many people that have said to me, and these are people I'm doing business with. This uh -huh. isn't on my public account, but my private one. But I've had so many people say to me, oh my gosh, I'm totally stealing this. I'm going to do this myself. Oh, it's such a great idea because you don't want to come back and have these long 12-hour days trying oh. to undig from email. Not that I haven't done that in the last four days or anything, but... Uh, <laughs> well, the... the the one thing that's a real challenge, and I, I feel your pain just getting back from vacation, but one thing that's a real challenge is text messages. Yes. And, and here's the problem. Do you use an iPhone or do you have an Android? I do have an iPhone. Well, that's too bad. I do too. <laughs> because actually on Android, there's better solutions. But on the iPhone, there's no out-of-office message for your text messages, right? So people can text you. This is, by the way, I just... In general, I hate text messages. Mm -hmm. You know, I text with my family. I text with you. We've got business. But but in general, I don't like people that I don't, that aren't close in to be texting me uh -huh. because it interrupts my day. It sort of demands a response now. I have to stop everything and, and respond. So what I have done, because I don't have an out-of-office message on the iPhone because Apple, in their infinite wisdom, has decided they don't want people playing uh, with that interface, um, I just create a shortcut and you can go into your, um, I think it's just the general part of your settings, and there's keyboard shortcuts uh -huh. there. And so I will type in OOO, and then it expands into an actual out-of-office message. Now, you got to keep this just between us. Just this between is, you uh, and me, not the thousands right, and thousands of people who will listen. <laughs> so if I get a text message uh -huh. when I'm on my vacation, I respond OOO, out-of-office. 
And then it expands, and the people on the other end think it's an automated message, okay? So that way, I don't have to deal with it. Now, if it's somebody, you know, that I feel like I want to respond yes. to, I can do that. But there's, again, there's just a lot of stuff that, for whatever reason, they have my phone number and they decide to text me and, and I don't want it to interrupt my time. So I don't let it. Well, I end up forgetting about it. You know, if totally. I'm in a, you know, if, like this last couple of weeks, I've been overseas and I didn't always have uh, any kind of connectivity. So by the time I'm back, there's all these messages, nobody's heard from me and, and then I forget about them and I can't catch up. And so it's just a mess. That's like one of my major gripes about text messages. In fact, we'll link to this in the show, show notes, but I wrote a post on this, why I hate text messages. And this is one of the main reasons, because if I read it, then it's marked red, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm in the car or I'm you know, doing something where I don't have time to act on it. Uh-huh. And then I forget it. And then the other person's irritated. I just, ah. Yeah, I know. Doesn't work for me. It can be so sensitive. All right. So set other people's expectations. This is step number five. Before you go on a vacation, set those expectations. That can be as simple as an autoresponder on your email, communicating to those people that you regularly do business with, letting them know who to contact in your absence. It's a very simple thing to do, but you really set it up ahead of time for success. What is step number six? Step number six is to focus on the purpose of your vacation while you're on vacation. And this goes back to something we were talking about before, which is to be present. Mm -hmm. Don't think about the office. Don't think about all the office stuff you left undone, which if you followed the previous step, you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Wondering what's happening in your absence. Uh, Don't think about what you're going to be doing when you get back. Don't be planning the future. Really focus on the people you're with or the purpose for which you went on the vacation uh, to begin with. Be fully engaged there. So when Gail and I go on this vacation here in a couple of weeks with Ellie. I really want that to be a wow experience mm-hmm. for her. You know, I, I want that to be an extraordinary time of connection with her so that she remembers this trip literally for the rest of her life. And so that's going to require me to exercise some self-discipline when I'm on the trip and make Ellie the focus of my attention and Gail the focus of my attention uh, while we're away. But I think... That for me is one of the most restorative things that I can do. And the thing that refreshes my spirit more than anything is to be present because so many times in my normal workaday world, I'm not focused on the here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about the future Guilty. and I I have futuristic as one of my strengths. Do you have that as one of your strengths? No, actually, ironically enough, mine is context, which is history. <laughs> ah, so isn't that interesting? interesting? Yeah. It's, I think, number so, three so, or four. So you you have the same temptation, just in the other direction. Just exactly the other <laughs> direction. Yeah, I think back. I, I lose myself in thinking other things, but I'm still not fully present, so. Yeah, so I think that just, again, goes back to thinking of what's the purpose and don't allow distractions, don't allow temptations to take you off course. You know, if it's a spiritual pilgrimage, awesome. Stay focused on what you're there for. Uh, if you've decided to completely disconnect, which I highly recommend, then don't be tempted to get reconnected. Focus on the purpose. Focus on the outcome. If I can connect with my why, why are we doing this? Why is this important? Mm -hmm. Then it makes it much easier to be disciplined. And if you do the first five steps, then the sixth step is so much easier to do. Yeah, so the sixth step is absolutely so much easier to do. And you've got to do that or you're not going to be able to focus on your vacation while you're on vacation. All right, let's move on to the final step in vacationing like a pro. Number seven is? This, I think, is one of the most important if you're not going to be frustrated when you get back because 
All of us have had that experience. You may have felt a little bit of this as you came back uh-huh. from South Africa, but you get home and you just go, I, I, I don't, I, is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much stuff now that I've got to catch up with, so much stuff that I've got to do, and I'm running right back headlong into a crazy packed calendar. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, you're uh, basically reenacting the last five <laughs> days of my life. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Did you just get home this last weekend? Yes, I got home late Saturday night. And then, you know, it's a 30 hours of travel. So the Ooh. jet lag that I had on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday was brutal. <laughs> I'll bet. So, you know, Tuesday we were, we connected to record again on Tuesday. So I had only been home for about 48 hours at that point. Well, I must say you look rested. <laughs> and It's all and a facade. <laughs> well, you were very articulate. You had your clarity and all that. So Thank that was good. you. Good. Okay. So step seven, drum roll, block the first day when you get back to catch up. So I always, always, always do this. In okay. Fact, explain what you mean by blocking it. I mean, do you cut out everybody and everything except what you need to do on your laptop and your phone or what does that look yes. like? Here's what I do. I will, I have no meetings. I'm not going to take any phone calls. And usually in my out of office message, I tell people that I'm coming back a day later than I actually come back. Okay, that so, makes sense. And, and I don't lie about it. I don't say, you know, I'm going to be back in the office. I say, I'll be available on such and such uh-huh. a date, or I'll be returning at such and such a date. So that gives me some buffer time, keyword there, some buffer time mm-hmm. when I can really catch up, where I can process email, I can go through my physical uh, inbox, and I can get caught up. So then I can hit the ground running. Again, feeling totally caught up. So if you have an assistant, work with your assistant to do that. But I completely block that time off so that there are no appointments, no phone calls, no webinars, nothing to do other than to get through the digital stuff and the physical stuff. Well, for those of you who want to learn how to vacation like a pro, Michael has given us seven steps in order to recharge with intention. I'm going to recap those now. The first one is understand the various types of vacations. Number two, choose a vacation that makes sense for you. Number three, get caught up before you leave, which requires some significant effort on your part, but it's totally worth it uh, once you're actually on that vacation. Step number four, delegate authority to act in your absence. Number five, set other people's expectations while you're gone. Then six, and this is the one I love, focus on the purpose of your vacation. You've done the hard work. You've you've planned ahead. You've delegated authority. So be fully present uh, to the purpose and the heart of your vacation. And then number seven, make sure you block the first day. Or in my case, I needed to block about three days <laughs> when you get back to catch up. Well, as you we- made an important point there. Let me interrupt you. Okay, um, go for it. You made an important point. So I say I block a day. If it's a longer vacation or if there's, you know, multiple time zones that I'm going across, uh-huh. then I would block more than one day. Okay, good to know because it really okay. did take me about three to four days to catch up. So that means I'm right on schedule, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one last question. We only have about a half a minute to address this, but I, I simply want to at least touch on this topic because I know people are wondering, uh, what's your standard practice for managing email and social media while you're on vacation? Do you think there's a right or wrong about that? Should you unplug from everything? Is it okay to still be connected somewhat? What, what do you think about that whole idea of social media email while you're gone? Well, I don't manage any kind of email while I'm gone because my public email uh, inbox is managed by my assistant already. 
my private email inbox is family and work associates. Yes, and, and we close talked friends. about that a little bit. Yeah, so we talked about that. So social media, um, I, I will sometimes be on social media, but not for business, for fun. So for example, you may remember this, um, a couple of years ago, Gail and I went to Europe for a month and we were going through Austria and Germany and all that. And I was taking a lot of photos. My goal was to upload a photo to Facebook every day, totally unrelated to work, but it was just, it was just fun mm -hmm. for me to kind of have to notice something I could take a picture of and then share it with other people. So a completely different purpose. That to me was entertainment. And for some people, it may be a personal decision. So uh, yes. for me, when I go on vacation, I did post a little bit this last trip because it was part work. I had a speaking engagement in South Africa, but part uh, vacation with my husband as well. But there are times I go on vacation and shut everything down because I need that. Yep. So that's going to be a personal decision in many cases. All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can get the show notes and the full transcript at michaelhyatt.com. But do us a favor before you go. I promise it will only take you a very short amount of time, maybe a minute at the most. Head over to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking in iTunes and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it and get their hands on this content. And you know what? Thank you ahead of time for helping us out. We truly do appreciate it. So, Michael, any final thoughts on vacationing like a pro? Yeah, I think one of the keys is to really get ahead of this if you're going to have vacations that are meaningful and where you return from them really rested. So, for example, right now we're in the middle of the year and I'm already blocking out. I'm putting the big rocks in for next year's calendar. So I'm blocking out my vacations. Those are There's nothing to me more important than those things. I can, I can manage my work around that. Mm -hmm. I can manage everything else around that. So I'm already putting the vacations in for next year. Great. So get ahead of it. Great idea. Well, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, remember, your life, your one and only life is a gift. Now go make it count. Mm -hmm.